right, everybody, welcome back into a brand new episode of Dimming the Gaslight. My name is Mac, and thanks for coming in for the newest episode. So um, last week I did an episode about my frustrations with the family court system and, uh, you know, about postponements and things like that. And a bunch of you reached out to me and, and, you know, the best advice I got was just be patient. And I'm trying to be patient. It's hard. It's frustrating. Um, and I said this, this whole thing has taught me patience, but, um, I'm trying to work through it. Um, supposedly I mean another court date next week, a week from this Friday. So, uh, the 13th and it's Friday the 13th. So maybe that'll end up being my good luck charm. We'll see. I don't know. But, uh, next episode, hopefully I can recap, um, my motion and, uh, tell you about what's going on. Um, my apologies, I'm a little under the weather, so my voice sounds a little raspy right now, um, but I do want to tell you guys about an awesome guest that I connected with online. Um, I didn't know that she was local, but I did enjoy so much of her content that I found online, and uh, you know, there's a lot of good information about parental narcissism, and this person that I'm bringing on the podcast is afflicted in many different areas, unfortunately, and fortunately, because, you know, it helps us to all relate. But um, I definitely relate to her content, and I think you guys will too. So check it out. All right, everybody, welcome back into a brand new episode of Dimming the Gaslight. So I'm psyched for this one. Um, I reached out to Terry from Character Out Podcast this morning, and I was like, hey, I need to do an impromptu episode with you this morning. (laughs) So we got to talk a little bit before we got on the air right now. I found out she's local. She's a New Yorker. I'm sort of a pseudo New Yorker at this point. But um, we were just shooting the shit before we got on this episode. And uh, I got the feeling this is going to be really good. I'm excited to talk to you. <laughs> Welcome. Hi. I, um, you know, like I said, I got, I'm like, it's so nice to meet you. It's so good to see your face. It's like a celebrity, like the unveiling. Oh, no. So. That's, I, I always, it's, it's so cool for me because like, I love the fact that I get to interview people that I admire through social media. Oh, and I feel the same way. Like, you're like a celebrity it. to me. Like, I see you no, online and I go, oh shit, this girl's so cool. So I'm so glad you're here. Shut the fuck up. You, I remember when you followed me on Instagram, I'm like, <gasps> I've made it. I have made it. The guy just followed me. I am here. I'm Kardashian level. <laughs> well, no, I just love your content. I mean, something I oh, saw the thank other you. day. You, you, you posted this thing, and I think a lot of people can relate to it. It's like, you know, you posted something about, like, I want to call my mom, and your mom's <laughs> supposed to be your best friend, and you can't call yeah. your mom. And, like, I just so viscerally felt that. And I'm like, I need to hear more about your story. So that's why you're here. Oh. Thank you so much. I'm so sorry that you can relate because it's a shitty feeling. Right, but it's know? nice to know that we're not alone. And that's what yes. the whole point of this is for. 100%, yeah. So tell us a little bit about how you came into this influencer role and what you got started with. All right, well, um, so I won the toxic family jackpot. Um, lucky me, I have a passive aggressive covert narcissistic mother. Mm. Um, my father is... You know, my father's still like, I'm not quite sure. I'm not sure if he's just an asshole or if he has narcissistic tendencies. I'm I'm not sure. The jury's still out on him. I can tell you that my stepmom is 100% narcissistic and an alcoholic, which is a fun duo. Mm-hmm. That's a blast. So I'm just like, I, I got it from both sides. So I think, um, you know, growing up, I was always a very, very good girl. And I think growing up with a narcissistic mother, you learn very, very quickly. I remember my therapist telling me when I asked her like, well, why do I respond that way? And she was like, Terry, like 
you know, when you were younger, you wrote yourself a note on the walls of your heart and you were like, do this so this doesn't happen. I was like, oh, okay. So I learned at a very young age what to do to keep my mom's love. Mm -hmm. And what I did that isolated me, took her love away. And so I behaved accordingly. I was such a good girl. My my dad um, and mom actually got divorced when I was five. And she did nothing but bash him. You know, he's a piece of shit. He's a cheater. He's a liar. So I always had a tumultuous relationship with him growing up. But I grew up in the 80s. So there was no mental health. No. There was no fucking jargon. There was, I didn't know the word trigger or trauma. I'm just like, the only way that I could describe my mother was she took her love away from me. So, so that's, it was just totally like when, when I really started to learn about narcissism, I was like, Oh my God. Like it was such an eye opening thing. Do you know um, about your mother's upbringing or if she had any trauma or anything like that? Oh my God. I mean, the trauma runs deep. So she, oddly enough, she always said that her mother was a narcissist. And I so think you know the word narcissist from being a young age. Correct. Yep. Interesting. But it always had a negative connotation. Of course. Because she would always call my, my grandmother a narcissist. But I would look at my grandmother and go, well, if that's a narcissist, like, well, then you mustn't be a narcissist. You know, it was very like, it was like a mind fuck. It was very like confusing. Yeah. So I forgot the question. I totally. Well, no, I'm just saying your mother's trauma growing up. Yes. Okay. So back to my mom's trauma. So she also badmouthed my grandparents because obviously the narcissist can't have any competition and has to be a hundred percent loyalty to them. She lost both brother, both of her brothers, like in a very, very traumatically. I'm named after one of them. He, he died in a fire oh, I'm sorry. Uh, the year before I was born. And the other one died when he was six from what they think is rise syndrome, which is just totally crazy. So you know, my mom has her shit. She has her trauma. My dad cheated on her, you know, and, and I, I feel sorry for her because I feel like she can't get out of her own way. She also has borderline, borderline personality disorder in right. addition to narcissism. So, but she definitely got worse as she aged. I noticed that the control and the manipulation became just off the charts crazy. So yeah. when your parents, when your parents got divorced, I assume you probably sided with your mom, right? Because she was bad with oh, yeah. your dad. And so when they separated, you probably catered more oh, to yeah. getting your mother's feelings. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, my dad wasn't a saint either. Um, I would sit at the doorstep and wait for him to come and he would never show up. So isn't it it amazing? I mean, we'll get to it. And, you know, I'm a parent, you're a parent. Isn't it amazing now? I mean, personally, I can only speak for myself, but I look at my parents now and my parents are flawed human beings, but I look at them now and I go, they did the best they could for me with what they knew, knowing what I know. But I can see also when it comes to having a narcissistic parent. I want to believe that because you only have one mom. You only have one dad. You want to believe that they loved you. But I can see with a narcissistic parents, I think they're also probably very self-serving and they carry around that. Like I carried you around for nine months and this is how you repay me right. type of attitude. Right. Right. And, you know, for so many years, my mother, I, you know, when I, I began kind of my new era. So I was married to my husband of the, the father of my first three children for 16 years. 
wonderful, wonderful man. Like beautiful man. We have a beautiful relationship. I adore him. I love him. hearing that. I love hearing what people say. My ex him. is not a narcissist. Yeah, my but. ex is not. Oh, yeah. I, I adore him. I'm so thankful that I have three kids with him. And he is the, he epitomizes peace. And I think that's probably what attracted me to him um, was because I was leaving such chaos. I mean, I literally, I was a very good girl. I never partied and I went to college and all I wanted to do was be a mom. And so I got my degree in education and I was just going to teach for a little bit and become a mom. And I met this Navy man that was just soft-spoken and peaceful. And I was like, I am in love. And, <laughs> you know, I realized I was just trying to escape the chaos. That was part of it, you know, but ultimately it didn't work out. And so I, I, when, when I was going through my divorce, I was staying with my mom and that's when I really noticed my kids and I were living with her. And I really noticed that things were not okay. I mean, I knew that I always catered to my mom. I knew that I did, if I didn't obey her or be the star of the show or do whatever she asked or catered to her that I would get in trouble, so to speak, which sounds weird because I was in my fucking thirties. Or I'm sure, 20s. I'm sure she had opinions on how you should raise your daughters too. Oh, oh my God. Oh, <laughs> I, I mean, a, an opinion on everything. And I was typically always in the wrong. Of course. <laughs> you know, I was always a fuck up, right. you know, a terrible mother, but it really became bad when I left my husband. And of course did she welcomed me in. Did she have any, um, like issues with your ex-husband hated him I was gonna say fucking hated him hated him and then when I left him she became his best friend and my whole family my whole fucking family turned their backs on me she poisoned my entire friend group not they all turned their backs on me they were convinced I was having an affair I wasn't having an affair and they all sided with my mother and my ex-husband and I was like what the is going because it's on. your choices it's your choices so your choice in your husband fuck yes. him and yes. then when you go back to her fuck you you should be raising your your daughters a certain yes. way then she's gonna go and become friends with him because yep. fuck your decision fuck for you. divorcing him right yeah. so it's, right. it's always fuck you you're damned right. if you, you're damned if you don't 100 and so i actually I started dating a guy that I met from high school and I was just having fun. You know, I was 16 years. Like I was a mom, like I never partied. Like I was really legitimately just having fun mm -hmm. and I was living under her roof and it was driving her fucking crazy. She was checking my phone. She, I would go out and she would chase me down the street and call me a whore. She bribed me to, with $10,000. She's like, break up with them and I'll give you $10,000. I'm like, you can take your money and shove it up your ass. Cause I can't be bought. And so things were tense. And I walked in the door one day. And she looked at me, she goes, get the fuck out. And she's holding my then four-year-old in a headlock. She looked at my 12-year-old and said, your mother doesn't love and respect you. She handed us all garbage bags and told us to get the fuck out. So how did your kids take to that? As you know, as a dad, they took to it how I presented it to them. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. We packed up. Everything's going to be great. We're fine. Everything is fucking fine. I called my ex-husband. I'm like, hey, can you couch surf? Can you like help us out? And this was the one time that I was like, ooh, he's like, go home and work it out with your mom. And I'm like, no, that's not an option. So what did we do? We moved in with my boyfriend, who really should have just been like a fling and a fun thing, but it became a thing because now we were kicked out. Right. And I then realized that he 
was indeed a narcissist. Mm. So finally pulled away and escaped from him. And that began my deep dive into narcissism. He was really the spark of really educating myself. And as I was educating myself about healing from his relationship, I'm like, holy fuck, my mom's a narcissist. And then I realized I found the book, um, The Passive Aggressive Covert Narcissist. And I was reading it. Sorry, lying, listening to it. Who am I kidding? And I would literally like be in the shower listening to this book. And I'm like, yes, yes, that's me. That's my mom. Yes, yes. Holy shit. And I think that's that's what healed me. And what heals you from a narcissist is knowing and educating yourself and knowing their weapons knowing what they're going to do because they're so fucking predictable they have the same weapons they, they, they do the same shit like it's it's just it always comes out like it's almost um ubiquitous with all narcissists like like my narcissist are. and your narcissist will be this the same thing just in different scenarios Thoughts. like yeah but they, but they operate the same way so like yeah I, I i mean when and when people say go no contact for me, like what that truly means is like my energy doesn't go into them. And the Correct. way they try and suck me back in is through the kids and this like disguise that like, oh, it's about the kids. This is for the kids. And this is why you have to communicate with me. But in most cases, like it really doesn't have shit to do with the kids. No, just never money. does. Yeah. Nope. Money and, or control. Yeah. Codependency. And, and also, I think with the parents, it's more of like a guilt shame thing. You know, because they know that we're kind of these bleeding hearts that are that know internally, you know, you only have one mom, you only have one dad and, you know, for the rest of your life. And we all have these like these these Disney tales that like fucking drugged they they drugged us, they brainwashed us into believing these hallmark moments that we all want. You know, like we all right. want to sit around at Thanksgiving. We all want to have those right. big, wonderful dinners and everything. But like sometimes your peace comes in your loneliness. I couldn't agree with you more. And I tell my kids that too. Like when they're going through their worst, darkest times, I was like, listen, I know this sucks ass right now, but just try to embrace what you're going through because you're growing because we don't grow when we're at the parties. We don't grow when the champagne is flowing. We grow when we're at our lowest point when our ass is our at the darkest fire. hour. Yeah. 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 When our ass is to the fire is when we grow the yep. most. So yep. what was it about uh, the ex-boyfriend that you moved in with him. Is there any like specific examples about like how you realized that he was the narcissist, right? Um, I think the stonewalling was the first thing because we would be in the middle of fighting and I would be like crying and pouring my heart out to him. And he'd be like, I got nothing else to say T. Yeah. And I'd be like, like, what is this? Why is this triggering me so much? Why is this triggering me? Like how long were you guys together before you moved in with him? Oh my God, like six months. Oh boy. Yeah. I mean, he had the, he he was vetted, so to speak, because I went to high school with him. But again, it was supposed to be a fling. Had I not gotten fucking kicked out, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have moved in with him. Like I would have yeah. dated him a few more times and been like, okay, bye, you know? Well, and I'm sure he always hung the, I, I let you move in with me over your head too. Um, You know what? He always threw in my face. And this was, this was the, the, most disturbing part. So I had no family except for enter the father who was never around on the mm. white fucking horse. He rode back into my life when my entire fucking family, other rest of my family shut me out. And 
he was there for me. I mean, he, I, I was like on food stamps. My ex-husband had fallen on hard times, so we couldn't pay. I was working as a cocktail server at a casino, like just trying to make it work. And he would show up with $800 to avoid the repo man. He would come to the co- the casino and put a hundred bucks on my cocktail tray. Like he was literally my best girlfriend. We would call each other like he was my best girlfriend. So the loss of him hurt deeper for two reasons. Number one, I didn't really see it coming. And number two, I didn't want my mom to be right about him. I, I just was like, I need you to be an asshole because I need this you is not how to I've be an you. asshole. This is yeah. how I've had you in my brain my entire life. Correct. What was and, that you know, like reconnecting with him for the first time? Like, what was that conversation like? It's interesting. We kind of had an off again, on again relationship. Um, and I I would always be the one to reach back when there were quiet times. Like I reached back when I was pregnant with my daughter and I'm like, you're going to be a grandfather. You need to be in her life like this and that. Um, so we were kind of talking, but just we weren't close. Like we became tight. Like he was my fucking best friend. You know, we would talk mm-hmm. every morning. We would talk every night. Like it, it, it was intense. So really the relationship was there, but it really like just intensified when my mom was out of the picture and I was like oh well this is why you know we weren't close because of my mom and I could I could blame that yeah and then you know then when he left my life and was like you're dead to me I was like wait wait oh so when did that happen so that happened back in 2019 at my daughter's graduation party what happened with that Uh, long boring story short um it got to the point where he started asking us for money we gave him a little bit of money. He asked for a little bit more. Things got weird. And you know, I'm 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 venturing to say that you're an empath. Uh, I would think so. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know us empaths. If someone's pulling away, we can smell it like Oh yeah. Two months ago we smelled you pulling away and we know, you know. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So so my dad, I could sense him pulling away and I got nervous and I was like, what's going on? And whatever. Long story short. He kept asking for money. He's, you know, blaming his his wife that, oh, she can't work. Well, we offered to literally support them. And then they show up at our house for my daughter's graduation party. And she's already drunk, my stepmom. And the whole night was just so bizarre because I was thinking, hold on, like, we literally just agreed to support you. Why, why are you being so so weird? Like, something's weird. Long story short, she drank too much. She began berating me in my house. And the worst thing she said was, you're just like your fucking mother. I don't need shit from you. You're just like your fucking mother. And then my husband got involved and he was like, okay, we're done. And I was like, listen. They love to hit below the belt. They know right? the butt. They know the butt. They know the it. The they know. I'm like, they're the what ones is going them. on? What is actually legitimately happening? I had kids in the house, like. The eve of my daughter's high school graduation, I'm like, okay. And I'm looking for my dad. I'm like, dad, dad, yelling around the house for him. He's fucking hiding in the bathroom. So he finally comes out. I'm like, you got to take your wife home. You got to take her home. He's like, oh, I know, I know. She couldn't find her fucking shoes. So she finally, I'm like, listen, here, you have two options. You can either, I called you an Uber. You can either stay in my house and wait for the Uber, but you, you need to stop berating me. Or you can wait outside if you can't control your mouth. Like, two choices. Pick. Right, right. Kept going. So, like, you know how, like, an entertainer, like, has the hook that pulls you off stage? 
Mm-hmm. Right. Like, so I had that. So it was my stepmom in the middle. I was to her left. My dad is to her right. So I'm like hooking, like, okay, we're going to go wait outside. Yes. Boom. Punches me. <laughs> oh my God. And I'm like, and I started laughing. I was like, you just punched me. And you want to know what my dad said? What? She fell. I go, that's, dad. <laughs> that's gaslighting. <laughs> I Holy go, shit. your wife just punched me. And I escorted them out and I shut the door. And if you could picture the scene, like the kids started coming out like little munchkins from Oz. My ex-husband sitting in the living room like, what the fuck? My husband comes from behind me like, are you okay? And I'm, I close the door. I go, I will never see my father again. And my husband from a healthy family goes, no, 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 no. Like, we're going to fix this. Like, it's fine. Like, he, he just needs to cool off and she needs to sober. I'm like, oh, no. I will never see my father again. And sure as shit, my husband called my father a week later and he's like, listen, you know, can we talk about what happened? And my father says to him, my daughter is dead to me. She kicked me out of the house like her mother kicked her out of the house. She's dead to me. Done. Wow. And nobody speaks those words to me and survives it. (laughs) So when you started this off, though, you said, like, you know, your dad's kind of like, you're undecided if he's a narcissist. You know his wife's a narcissist. Yeah. I can. So, like, do you think that it's his wife who's influencing him to not have empathy? I do. And I think that she's probably been the problem the whole time. Um. And, How long have they know, been together? How long have they been together? Oh my God. I mean, they got married. I'm 47. They got married when I was seven. So they were together longer than my my mother and father were together. So how old is your dad now? Oh God, I don't even know. In his 70s. So yeah. I mean, maybe it's just he's afraid of being alone. Maybe he's afraid. There's of being no alone. fucking excuse. Like, there's no, there's. Just... I'm not making excuses. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Just yeah. Saying... No, I'm not gonna argue with you. Like, I I don't know. I. I don't know. As a mom like that, uh, I just, I can't, I can't, as a, as a mom and as a stepmom, I can't imagine putting my husband in that. Right. In that predicament. Yeah. Can't like, and this is the thing. And I just want to take the time right now to thank you for busting open this glass ceiling of just because you're a mom, just because you're a woman that you know you're you're naturally you know sensitive and genuine and bullshit and I'm a woman I can get away with that but like thank you for everything you do and I hate that you have to hide in the shadows like Joker when you're really fucking Batman because you. you put yourself out there on the line and you could easily have just negative comments thrown at you like oh you're a misogynist or you're just you're just a scorned man. Oh, you just don't want to pay. You know what I mean? Like, I can't imagine the shit that's been thrown at you. Yeah, it's funny. Like, so um, I a couple months ago, I posted this thing about the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial. And I was yeah, like, I, saw. I was like, fuck it. I can't hold my tongue yep. anymore. Uh-huh. And uh, so I got like thousands of comments on it. And people are like, I'm unfollowing you. And I and I said on the post, I'm like, listen, if you don't if you don't agree with me, I'm not saying you're wrong, but you and I probably aren't cut from the same cloth. And then following that, I did an episode about how domestic abuse knows no gender. And I gave Uh statistics that men are strangled, men are raped, 
And I don't yep. care what's between your legs. I don't care who you fuck. Yep. I don't care yep. about any of that. If you're, if you've gone through what I've gone through, if you've yep. slept in your car, if you've missed your kids, if you've thrown up in the fucking bathroom floor, uh. I'm here for you because I know what that's like. And I don't care what's between your legs. I don't care who you fuck. I don't care what you look like. Let's get through this shit together. So thank you for that. I appreciate that because I like to think like, yeah, I have gotten the misogyny thing thrown at me and I don't know. It gets to me sometimes and sometimes it doesn't. I'm so sorry, number one, that you lived through all of that. And, you know, I'm so sorry for also what you're going through. And I, I and sorry sounds almost like a little demeaning, like you're a badass motherfucker. Like, look Thank at you. you. You know well, what so I mean? are you. Like, so is everybody that I bring on here. And I, I like I admire the hell out of your platform, too, because you. you're right. Like we all could just I can't show my face. And I, I admire the fact that you do you know, you, your identity is behind your platform, right? Like you're, you're not in hiding, right? And, you know, there's, I always say on this podcast, there's going to come a day. I mean, my next knows about the podcast. There's going to come a day when Does I'm she? Yeah, she knows. Yeah. But um, I'm just, I'm biding my time because I, I, I want to put out who's behind this. I want you guys to see the person yeah. who's behind this eventually. You know what though? Like that'll come all in due time. I feel like you know, that'll come, but, but the message that you're getting out there is so critical. And, you know, I mean, I, I live in New York and let me tell you something. I've seen what my husband has gone through and it fucking infuriates me. It makes my blood fucking boil that women get away with what they do. Like, oh, so your, your, hus- me, so your husband's ex yep. is narcissistic. Oh yeah. Fucking hell, man. You're a magnet. Listen, but you want to know what it is, bro? Listen to me. Once you fucking see a narcissist, it's like you get this fucking superpower and you can't, it's like, oh, oopsies, you just let your narcissism slip out. Like, you fucking see it, you know? Like, you don't want to see it, but you do because they're all the fucking same. It was funny, like, in one of my early episodes, um, I don't know if you watched The Walking Dead. It doesn't matter if you did or if you didn't. But, like, so early on in this... It, early on, like in the history of this podcast, I said, I feel like I'm like at the end of humanity. Yeah. I can see the narcissistic zombies around me. Like my radar is high. I know yeah. that I'm not. And I'm just running away from getting bit and trying to find like yep. the other people who are bit by the narcissist zombies. Right. Right. It's so fucking true. And like, and again, back to your mission and what you're doing you know, society perpetuates that norm, right? Like if you see a little oh, sure. girl and a little boy standing next to each other and they're both crying, who do you think society's going to say is in the wrong? There was a great video I saw on Instagram where um, a guy and a girl are walking down the street and the guy is berating the girl and everybody steps in and then they go to a different location and they just flip the script and the girl's berating the guy and everybody just keeps walking. Yeah, 100%. So I know. Thank you, because you make my message of normalizing no contact with toxic family, narcissistic mothers, you know, you're, you're, you're setting, you're, you're getting the message out there that, hey, listen, you know, your standard of mother, your standard of wife, your standard of ex, it, it's not mine. So thank you. But unless you've lived what I've lived, like, Totally with you. Well, like, so let's talk about this, right? Like, so holiday season is coming up, 
right? Holiday season is so, isn't so far away. And, you know, since being divorced, that was a really hard thing for, for me when I was still in the relationship. I used to be like, well, where am I going to go on Christmas? Because I would spend all Christmas with her family or how am I not going to be able to see my kids open up Christmas presents in the morning? Like, do you have any advice for people with the holidays coming up and like how to maybe deal with their loneliness? Oh, I, I know, you know what? Topic. It's, a, it's a great question. The, the one thing that helped me heal is I just remember saying it's a day on the fucking calendar. It's a day on the calendar. So on the years that I would have my kids on the 24th, we Christmas Eve was December 23rd. And Santa would come on December 23rd and December 24th was Christmas. And that was it. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm not going to lie. Like the first year I was, that, well, I was without my kids, like I stayed in bed and I cried. I was actually with the narcissist and I became very close with his family. That was one of the things that kind of kept mm-hmm. me in was that his family was really beautiful and I didn't have a family. So it's like the narcissist can use other tools to draw you in and keep you in. But I think the biggest advice for, for the holidays is it's a day on the fucking calendar. So whatever day you have with your kids to celebrate, that's what it is. Because December 26th, you don't wake up sad. You know what I'm right. saying? You don't wake up yeah. and you're like, oh, fuck. Like, you know, so whatever day it is, you embrace that day. And it's how we present it to our kids, right? Like, yeah. and it's funny now, my daughter's almost 23 and she'll be like, fuck, we went through some shit. She's like, but I didn't know it was shit because you were just always like, it's fine. Isn't this fun? <laughs> well, that know? could be dicey too. Like not, not, you know, it's fine. Everything's fine. That could be a little dicey too. But like to your point too, like, I don't know. I don't remember if it was last year or the year before, but I was alone on Thanksgiving. And um, I've talked about in this podcast a lot. I, mean, I know you are too. I'm a big New York Giants fan. And uh, the Giants <laughs> were playing on Thanksgiving. And I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to the grocery store. I bought myself a turkey leg. I love stovetop stuffing. I was like, I'm going to make the food that just I like because I was so used to making food when I was in my marriage for everybody else and making all the shit they liked. And I was like, I'm going to make the food I like. I'm going to sit down and watch the Giants game. And I was like, as I'm sitting there eating, I just started thinking to myself, wow, I'm not arguing with anybody at the Thanksgiving table. Yeah. You know, like, so the grass is greener where you water it. If you just sit there and now I'm not fighting with anybody. Cause had I been, I'm sure they're all at Thanksgiving fighting with each other. Oh my God. Of course. Right. And I think that was such a beautiful thing to do. And I think when you're in a relationship with a narcissist, you're so focused on, I'm such a piece of shit. I'm not worthy. I'm selfish. I'm what did I do wrong? Yeah. And like, you know, self-care is, is diminished. And, you know, if you even take care of yourself or think about yourself, you're selfish, you know? So I think it's beautiful. And I think it's also a beautiful thing to give our kids because our kids at at any stage of life need to know that we're okay. You know? So even though we know that, I mean, my ex is not a narcissist, but my, my, the father of my three children, but even though we know you know, it's important. I know my my narcissistic mother always taught me, oh, I I won't survive without you. I won't be okay without you. You know, and it's important for our kids to know, like, I love you. I miss you, but I'm okay. And so the fact that you took mm-hmm. that act and you were like, you did self-care, you did what you wanted, and your kids mm-hmm. knew that the dad's okay, you know, mm-hmm. that speaks volumes to them. And that allows them to then 
see their mother for what she is worth, which they will. Oh, for sure they will. They will. And do it with freedom and know that you're okay. So that's actually a gift to them as well. You know, it's a slippery slope because I think self-reliance is super important because, you know, like right when I got out of the house, like, you know, I, I made a deal with myself that I would always have me. I always have me. So like, yeah. I want to teach my kids that too, is like, you have to be your own biggest support system because you can't always count on everyone. There are people that are willing to, you know, lend a helping hand to to pick you back up when you can't pick yourself up by the bootstraps. But at the end of the day, I know that I always have me, but for the same token, that can also, that could be a bit of a slippery slope because I don't want to be so incredibly self-reliant that I can't accept help. But yes, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful. I have such a good support system around me. You know, like, and that's the thing too, like with all the triangulation that my next did to me and like all the, oh, well, this person sees how you, how you treat me. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know? So like at the end of the day, I sit back and I was like, the people who are on my team that love me, know me for who I am. And the rest of those people just saw reactive abuse when I was fucking losing my mind, you know, or or she would be abusing me 10 minutes before people show up. And all of a sudden she's like, smiles and happy-go-lucky 10 minutes before she was she's fucking abusing me and I'm sitting there going I'm not ready to fucking sweep this under the carpet I don't care if everybody's here it's it's wild it's I in some ways I feel like I'm speaking to my husband right now because you know when when I hear some of his stories and what he's gone through you know with her I'm just like oh did you survive that <laughs> how did you live yeah. that yeah I mean, again, like I'm, I'm very lucky. I've had, you know, I've had the benefit of having my story broadcast around the world and telling my story and meeting so many like-minded people like yourself who are, you know, willing to say, no, dude, I totally identify with that. And I know where you're coming from. And, you know, it, it, I've said this many times. It's like when we're in that situation, we think we're the only person. Yeah, you world. do. Like you're you like do. how like we, we know we're being abused. We also think that, you know, because we're same people who are like, I had a part to play in this, but I don't deserve it. I don't deserve what's being done to me, even if I had a part to play with it. So at the end of the day, like I said, it's just like, I know I'll always have me, the people who love me, love me for the right reasons. And uh, yeah, I kind of feel also like a bit of, um, especially for my kids, I, I feel responsibility to kind of like uphold that keep trucking mentality. You know what I mean? And it, it works. Believe me, it works. You know, totally. I don't know. I don't know how we I look back and <laughs> especially my daughter because she's older and she was just, you know, more cognizant of everything happening. She was just yeah. like, how the fuck did we live through that? And I'm like, Dude, I don't know, but we did. <laughs> I know. Well, so speaking of your daughter, before we got on this call, you were telling me a little bit of a uh, story about your daughter and it kind of weaves into how you started your platform. So how yeah. did that all get started? Yeah, so uh, when I was in therapy, um, when my, actually, I would think I was still in in contact with my mother, but just, I think my eyes were starting to open a little bit about, hmm, this doesn't feel right, this isn't right, um, and my therapist was like, oh, you should really, like, jot some things down and write some things down, it'll be healing for you, I'm like, whatever, journal, my ass, yeah. my brother, <laughs> come on. But I actually did it. You know what's funny? I had a journal. I had a journal app on my phone, and I would get notifications like "time to ah. write down your feelings." And I'm like, no. Eventually, I got to Stop a point it. where I'm like, I'm gonna fucking start a podcast. 
Well, exactly. That's amazing. Um, so that's pretty much it. So this was like 10 years ago. I started writing everything down and you know, Pandora's box, like you just start writing shit down. And you're like, Oh my God. So I, I was about nine or 10 chapters in, had the intro done, had the name of the book. It was character outs. And my daughter started a podcast for blended families. And I was oh, wow. like, you know what? Like, that's a really good idea. Can I copy you? And she's like, absolutely. So I started the podcast and um, I love it. I think what I love the most is that I, when I went no contact, like I had no one, I, the only people I had around me was, oh my God, like you don't talk to your mom, like you need to fix it. Like, oh my God, you don't talk to your mom. Oh my God, now you don't talk to your brother. Well, now you don't talk to your dad. Like you need to fucking fix it. Like, mm, you know, and it's like, you find your, that you're defending, you're defending. And, and I think as survivors of, of traumatic emotional abuse, we, we can't possibly tell you why we're at this place in one or two sentences, you know? And I just remember thinking, I, it was in, it was on New Year's Eve and I, and I started my Instagram page and I'm like, I need to finally do this because I don't want anyone to feel alone or feel like a villain because they have preserved their peace because they are protecting their children because they are breaking toxic generational cycles. I don't ever want anyone to feel alone like I did. And, and there you go. And I just was, I didn't know what I was doing. I just hit record and I'm like, Hey, yeah, <laughs> I am, you know? And I was just on the phone with someone from California last night and we were both in tears and, and we just were like, cause it sucks meeting someone who you can so deeply resonate with. But then on the other hand, it was so healing and cathartic for me and it was healing for her. And I'm like, Oh, like all of a sudden, I'm like, this is, this is why I started it yeah. to find people and to let people know that it's okay. If you've had enough, if you say no more, because you want to know what, it's accepted in divorce. You're allowed to, to leave a partner. Like why, why is emotional abuse okay just because you share DNA or just because it's your fucking mother? Like, no. I mean, just uh, I don't believe this, but playing devil's advocate again, because like a mother, mother's supposed to be warm and caring. Yes. I like to think I like to think that there's far better good mothers out there than there are bad mothers out there. And like people have those warm, like, like that post that resonated with me that you did, like people call their moms and that is their best yeah. friend, but they can't grasp the fact that like no. not everybody's relationship is like that. No. And, and even my, some of my best friends who are so supportive and loving, they support it, but they can't ever really like comprehend it. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they're like, Oh, I love you. And I, I remember your mom and she was, Ooh, like I remember her <laughs> calling you a bitch in the middle of practice. Like, yeah, but like they, they'll never really get it and understand. And then yeah. I'll never forget working at the casino. And I was in the throes of like breaking up with my narcissistic ex. And my mother was trying to sneak back into my life. And I was just like surrounded by this toxicity. And I remember saying to her, yeah, you know, I, I don't talk to my mom. And isn't it funny? I always love how we present it as if like, yeah, like I don't talk to my mom. No. How about she kicked me out of the fucking house with three kids and was like, bye, bitch. Like, why don't I ever open with that? I never open with that. I open with, 
yeah, like, I don't talk to my mom, like, sheepishly, like, no, like, yeah. we need to be empowered, like, we don't have to let it all hang out at first, but you know what I mean, and yeah, she but- said to me, she's like, oh, you don't talk to your mom, I don't like that, I'm like, bitch, I don't like it either, yeah, <laughs> but like, like, that's not what this is about, right, yeah, like, ew, ew, <laughs> like, in a perfect world, I would be talking to her, but you don't yeah. understand, and that's the thing, is like, you know, you can't, you can't just condemn things, because you don't understand them, Yes. And, and I totally understand. Listen, we view the world how we view the world, right? Right. So we take our view of the world and we transpose it and think that. Man, and our view that. of the world was so crazy before. So, <laughs> and like, uh, now we're like, oh, no, fuck. There's like thousands of people out here who feel the same way. Yes. Yeah. 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 You know, and like to your point, like you said, like, you know, you push you push play on the podcast, you, you press record <laughs> on the podcast, and you go, well, here I am. That was the same way I did it. Like, if you go back to episode one, I'm just like, uh, I can't believe I'm doing this, but I guess I am. And then it's so funny because like you said, you know, your favorite part is like finding people you relate to. Yeah. My favorite part about this podcast is when people tell stories about shit that happened to me, like that happened to them. Yes. And it jogs my memory. Yes. Of, oh, fuck. Yes. I, I, like. It, like mm-hmm. right on the spot, I can be like, oh, that's right, because this yeah. happened the same as you. Yep. That's my favorite part is when people yep. tell stories that I forget about. Isn't it funny how you suppress it? Is that like our our like survival response? No, I just think that I just think it? that our cup our cup gets so yeah. filled up with <laughs> the main true. shit that like the that's little trivial true. shit that was probably yeah. a big yeah. deal. We just fucking pushed it aside because right. we got so much. You're other so shit. right. You're you know so I mean? fucking right. So uh, listen, tell us where we can find the podcast. Where is it available? Uh, when do you drop episodes? What's your platform? Tell us stuff about that. Oh, gosh. Well, I mean, anywhere you can find, anywhere you listen to podcasts, Audible, Spotify, uh, what am I, Apple, Apple Podcasts, anywhere. Yes. Yeah, anywhere. Um, it's Character Outs. And yeah, it's just I'm on a mission to normalize no contact with toxic family and to let people know that they're not alone, that they're not a villain. And I drop an episode weekly. Um, and, you know, it's like, like you said, with the swirling of, oh, I got to talk about that. And I got to talk about that. And um, recently I've been having people on the podcast in, in, and share their story in different forms. So sometimes people will come on and, and they're very comfortable with sharing their story. And, you know, we'll have an interview kind of kind of thing like this. And then other times, you know, people are still, really scared and really, you know, they want to remain anonymous. So I have them write me a letter and yeah. it's cathartic for them, but they can still remain anonymous. And I read the letter on my podcast as if it were. That's awesome. Speaking. So well, let's, let's trade. You come on mine. I'll come on yours. Nice deal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So thank you so much for doing this with us, Terry. I was really glad that, that I got to connect thank with you. Like you. I said, you can I find know. her on Instagram. Uh, she's Characters Out Podcast on Instagram um, by the same name. You can find her on Apple, on Amazon, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, thank you so much. It was really a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you. Thank you. I admire you for all you do. And and it's it's been an honor and a blessing to chat with you. Thank you so Likewise. much. All right. Until all next right. time, everybody. <laughs>